Welcome to Brownstein's Nevada Government Relations Legislature 101 podcast series. The Nevada Legislature is as unique as the state itself. It has its own set of rules, guidelines, and protocols. This series is designed to provide our listeners with an introductory guide to the basics of the Nevada legislative process with the hopes of providing a roadmap on how to navigate the nexus of business and public policy in Nevada. In this podcast, they discuss how to testify. Testifying before the legislature can be overwhelming if you are not familiar with the process. We are going to walk through the basics that will make you seem like a seasoned professional. Welcome back to our Nevada Legislature 101 podcast series. My name is Matt Walker. I'm a policy advisor with Brownstein Hyatt Farber Shrek in Las Vegas. With me today is Jody Stevens, senior policy advisor with our Nevada Government Affairs team in Reno. Uh, today, we're going to talk to you a little bit about everybody's greatest fear public speaking in the legislative process. So when you're called upon to, to testify or when there's an issue before uh, the Nevada legislature that's important enough that you need to go and, and place your feedback on the record, how does that work? So uh, one of the things that's interesting is where you actually go to testify. Nevada is a little bit unique in that um, you don't necessarily have to be there in person at the legislative committee. Jody, could you tell me a little bit about where you would go if you wanted to testify on a legislative measure? Absolutely. Well, our capital is in Carson City, and that is where the legislature meets, holds its meetings. But because two-thirds of the population lives here in the South, they do provide a, at the Grant Sawyer building, you can go and you can testify at a hearing. So you can do that. You can do so in person in Carson City at the legislative building, or if you are down in Las Vegas and you don't have time to, you know, do that quick eight-hour drive or jump on a flight, you can testify down here at the Grant Sawyer Building. Also in Elko as well, on some issues on our natural resource committees, they provide for an opportunity for our folks, um, our rural Nevada folks, an opportunity to testify as well. So we can testify in Las Vegas, Carson City, or in some cases, Elko. That's correct. Is there anything folks should keep in mind in terms of registering ahead of time before they testify to these committees? That's an excellent point, Matt. Yes. If you are a lobbyist, such as uh, Matt and myself, then you do need to register. Um, or if you're a non-paid lobbyist who lobbies on a specific issue, nonprofit, then yes, you need to testify. But if you are just a citizen who wants to go and testify on a specific piece of legislation, you do not need to register with the lobbyist registration office. However, you do need to, when you, you go into the committee room, um, either in Carson City or the Grant Sawyer building, you, uh, you sign in and it's part of the public comment a lot of the times. If you are going to actually testify, you write your name down, or if you're a business, you can provide a business card. That way, the secretary has a an exact record of your name. And so after you sign in, or you can also provide uh, written remarks. A lot of times, um, committee hearings go long, and you don't get to your entire every single point you want to make. So for the record, you could submit your written comments for testimony as well. And a lot of times with the 120-day session, those testimony uh, opportunities can really be limited to mm -hmm. two or three minutes in some cases. So being able to make a clear, concise argument in writing can be a, a big advantage. I think we're both former staff members in a previous life. And uh, so it's great to provide those 
uh, written comments at least 48 hours in advance so they can be made available on the Nellis system. Um, that's the legislative website that's used to manage the various exhibits. No, that's an, that's an excellent point. And I think it's also important to know that it's, it feels really good to, to publicly speak and get your position out there. It might be a little nerve wracking and we'll get into that in a minute, but you, you feel like, oh no, two minutes, I'm not going to be able to get all of my points across. But what's really important is every single written document that's provided is provided to each legislature, legislator, excuse me, in a briefing binder. And so they have access to those comments as well as those will be public comments. So if it's it's an issue I'm paying attention to, I can go to the record on Nellis and I can pull the entire, uh, your entire comments just in case you didn't get to make them all on the record. So that's a really good point. Excellent. So the legislators might have those comments ahead of time. If you submit them within 48 hours of the committee hearing, might be able to review and ask some more thoughtful questions if they've senior viewpoint ahead of time. That's a great tip. Now, you mentioned signing in. Um, when you're asked to sign in for a legislative committee meeting, there's a little column next to that that says, are you for, against, or neutral on the bill? Could you talk a little bit about how the common culture in Nevada, the Nevada legislative setting is on what for, against, and neutral mean? Yes, it's pretty self-explanatory. If there is um, a piece of legislation that you are interested in and you are supportive, that means you want this to pass. You are for the legislation, so you would check the for box. If you are against it, you think this is the worst thing ever, it will ruin Nevada for always and ever, then you check that box. And then if you're neutral, eh, I could go either way on this piece of legislation. But I'm going to testify neutral just to let you know I'm paying attention to it. Here are my concerns if it passes this way. Or here are my concerns if it doesn't pass this way. And, and, and outline that to the legislators. So those are what those three boxes mean. It doesn't hold, you know, it's not something you, it's going to hold you to. They're not going to take your firstborn if you change your mind on this. But it, it is important for the committee secretaries as well as the legislators to have a good idea of like, okay, we have 75 people signed up against this piece of legislation, um, only three, four, and then we have six neutral. You know, maybe we need to vet this a little bit further before moving on. One thing that is commonly seen is you want the legislation to pass, but if it contains these two provisions, then it would do harm to your industry or this cause that you care about. So in the case that you just need a couple tweaks and other than that, you're in support, what what would you sign up for at the committee? At the committee level, I would sign up against. I would absolutely sign up against the legislation. You could say, I love 99% of this legislation, but I'm against these two provisions Without these two provisions, I will help you pass this piece of legislation. I am 100% support. But even if you have any concerns, do not sign in as support. You need to sign in as against. That's a, a, a great point to make because that's a fairly nuanced uh, piece of details that you and I, as government affairs officials and you know former staffers, as you said, that's something that we're aware of. But the general public is like, oh, I mostly support this bill, so I'm going to do support. But that's just that's not an accurate representation of your testimony. Right. And the chairs really appreciate uh, when you understand that nuance, it helps them manage the meeting much more effectively. It makes you look pretty sophisticated. So a uh, great tip. And in terms of the Senate versus the assembly, there's some kind of cultural differences there in the way you would testify to those various bodies. Could you talk a little bit about the difference? I think that, and please correct me if you disagree, uh, just for our listeners, um, I'm a former Senate staffer, Matt's a former assembly staffer. So we have different perspectives on the committees that we paid to, but it was um, paid attention to. As I 
would monitor the committees, I would notice that there's a far more formal uh, setting on the Senate. The committee chairs adhere to the rules much stricter, I believe, than they do over in the Assembly. I think in the Assembly, uh, there's a little more leeway. In the Senate, they want you to you address the chair, Madam Chair, Mr. Chair, ask the question. Um, if you are addressing another member on the committee who asks you a question, you go through the chair. So it's Madam Chair through you to Senator X. It's it's a very it's confusing, but those are the rules they like to go by. My observation in the assembly is that's not the case. Um, they will let you ask, answer the questions directly to the member asking you the question. It, it's less formal. Um, I think there's good and bad for both. Personally, um, I I'm a more fly by your seat kind of gal, but uh, there's there's a time and a place for everyone. And I think the assembly, being you know the people's house, if you will, it, it's just a little less formal. It, what are and I'm going to turn that around on you, being a former assembly staffer. What did you, what what are your thoughts on the Senate versus the assembly? Culturally, a little bit more relaxed than the people's house, certainly. Uh, one thing you do need to keep in mind while you don't necessarily need permission to say, you know, to you through through you to uh, a certain member, um, you do need to go ahead and make sure you identify yourself uh, every time you speak uh, for the record, even if you're oh, the only one at the table. Excellent point. And even though you've already done it three times, every time uh, a legislator asks you a question, if you're getting grilled and asked multiple questions, uh, you'll need to identify yourself for the record so that they can uh, accurately reflect that. That's an excellent so, point and something I just forgot about. <laughs> a, a little a little bit of a difference. And, and one of the things that the staff really appreciates is when you bring a business card with you and you hand it to the committee secretary, who's usually seated on the left or right side of the dais at one of those uh, smaller desks. And, and that allows them to ha capture your information. You don't end up in an awkward moment of having to spell your name out or, mm -hmm. or anything like that. They know they've captured the information. So if you do all of that, you're going to look like a pro. Mm -hmm. And um, so we appreciate, Jody you taking the time to uh, walk us through that process. Of course, if you have any information or if you want us to testify for you, you can find <laughs> our contact information at www.bhfs.com. Thank you for listening to the Brownstein High at Farber Shrek podcast series. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Visit bhfs.com for more information.